0: Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Touch on the podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shimanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be soured, St. Ortega. A lot of us to talk about this week. Obviously, we gotta cover USD 278, KSI's attorney this Saturday, and then we have a lot of MMA and boxing news to get, uh, to go over. Uh, before all that, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at rogueenergy.com, use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. Uh, I had a sore throat this weekend, wasn't feeling too well, but guess what? I stay hydrated through my Rogue Energy Shaker bottle. Got me all the nutrients I needed, kept me feeling good, as good as I could be at the time because I was sick. And uh without Rogue Energy, I would not have been able to make it through. So RogueEnergy.com, code SoundOff off a checkout, support yourself and support us as well with COVID sound off. Last Saturday night, Salt, uh Salt Lake City in Utah, UC two seventy eight. Um look, man. No other way to say it. Uh, Leon Edwards is the new USC Walterweight champion. I mean, one of the greatest knockouts in the history of the sport. Round one, Leon gets a shocking takedown, takes the back, nearly gets a sub. But then from there, it was all Kamaru. He rallies back. He gets some takedowns of his own. And, and we're down to the final minute of round five. And it looks like Kamaru's just coasting to another title defense showing why he's one of the greatest of all time, but then Leon Edwards, Rocky, with his Rocky moment, knocking out the champion with a head kick, puts him to sleep instantly, walk-off knockout, look at him now, Angel, look at him now! Give me your thoughts on the win, give me your thoughts on the knockout, and just your reaction.
1: Insanity, man, like I told you a little bit in the green room, I said something. I was like, I don't think we to finish him with hands. I think we'll have to do it with a with a, some sort of head kick or something. And it happened, man. I didn't. I'm not saying this. I didn't say this like right before the run or anything. I think I said this like early on in the even pre-fight maybe. Uh, and I might. And I might be wrong. I might have said this during the the Luke fight, saying that Luke should have done that if he does take Paul out. I think it'll be with a head kick or something rather than uh, with his punches. Regardless, though. He set it up. He threw it from the same side. He threw the punch, hit it well. It's been a thing that we're seeing now. Uh, a lot of uh, like fighters that do a lot of analysis have been t- talking about how the fighters are hiding the punch and throwing the kick from the same side because usually how it's traditionally done is you throw the punch and then you hide out. You hide the punch behind that, but it comes from the opposite leg. So if you throw from, if you're throwing from the left, it comes from the right leg rather than throwing from the left and throwing with the left. <laughs> uh, so. We've seen it twice now. I think we saw it with Brian Battle. I think Brian Battle did the same thing with his knockout, a uh, similar setup. And obviously they, they, they do a number of different combinations, uh, like a number of different patterns leading into it. And then when the time is right, they set it up and throw the head kick coming up from the same side. Um, I mean, it's beautiful technique, man. It's well done. Um, and he did it, you know, but I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. It was looking very grim there for a bit. It was looking like we were going to have another Kamaru Usman. Title Defense, he was gonna tie Anderson Silva for the record. He does not it is still held by the great Anderson Silva. And uh Man, we're getting a trilogy, Josh. Another trilogy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, uh yeah, it is kinda
0: of crazy to think about because um not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but, like... No, no,
1: no, go ahead, go ahead, no, no, no. Yeah, with, like, no, with like, it. With
0: like that division, man, like, everybody talks about how, like, good Colby is, and Masvidal's a star, and, like, you have these young lions, like, Hamzat's coming up, but it's Leon Edwards who's getting the trilogy. Like, that's, that's kind of crazy to think about. Like, there's a guy that's been so overlooked, nobody talks about him, even the, st- even the style of defense, everybody's just like, yeah, oh, you know, it's another one for Kamaru to stay busy before he fights Hamzat, like, that's... But now he's champ, man. I mean, it's crazy to think about. But sorry, sorry not to cut you off. But go ahead. Oh
1: man, anybody can do it, uh, and he and he did it. He fought him before, and like you said, that first round was a little bit scary. And then after that, it looked like Kamara was there. But I will say this, Josh. No one brought this up, and anything I've listened to a few podcasts, Kamara wasn't trying to get him out of there, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I never felt at any moment like, damn, Kamara's trying to get this man out of here. He's trying to catch him in submission. You know, he's he's. He's, he's getting full guard, you know, he's throwing down punches, you know, he's laying fucking hammer, you know, whatever it may be. He's piecing up on feet. Nothing like that. I, I never thought that there, it, at any moment I didn't think uh, Kabar was going to get him out. And obviously, it's hard to get out a guy of that calibre, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a fight, right? It's a championship fight. It's hard to put anybody out, but shit, man, they put you out to get the title, so.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that, now he knows, man. I mean, he's going to have to go back to the lab, and, uh, I mean, let me tell you this, uh, not gonna lie to you, Josh, I thought, uh, our, our boy, uh, Leon Edwards checked out there for a bit, dude. He wasn't, it didn't seem like he was fully there for a minute. His coaches were talking to him and it didn't seem like he was fully paying attention, but they were coming at him. They were telling him, Hey, this is what you need to do. You're loose. You need to go out there and do this. This is that. They were one of the, think the prime reasons he was able to win this fight because they, it seemed like they really tried to keep him in it. And it's cause, uh, he kind of seemed checked out there for a bit.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, and that's part of what made the upset even greater because, uh, you know, Dean Thomas, the commentary team—they all pretty much—they even said it like we were writing his eulogy. Like it was—it it was over. You know, he looked demoralized. Um, but it, obviously he—I well, mean, even he admitted like you know I was getting a little bit down, but my coaches—you know—they gave me that talk, and I, I realized what I had to do. You know, um, and he's got that championship spirit, man. He really, really does. It's one of the—it's one of the craziest knockouts in history of the sport, given the stakes, given everything that had happened. And you know, Kamaru not going for the finish, I think he's gonna regret that. Because there were some moments there where like Kamaru got the takedown and he would end up in full guard and he would just kind of like land some strikes and then he'd kinda of go back to wrestling and try to focus more on position. That would allow Leon to get up and they just hang out in the clinch for a little bit. Like there were a lot of moments and I understand it was that elevation. I think that's the that's the biggest thing that, you know, had an impact on the card, honestly. Everybody, bro. Everybody was gassed. Everybody, you know. I don't think I don't think anybody realized just how bad it was going to be. Um, especially the, especially the co-main event, which we'll get on to. Um,
1: I mean, there's more to that, too, but you know
0: what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But regardless, I mean, Leon Edwards, dude, Like, even I, I predict him to win, and I've said for a long time now that Leon Edwards is that guy. Like, he could pull this off. He's that good. Never in a million years would I expect it to happen that way. I mean, that's just, it's, it was insane. I mean, it was one of the greatest knockouts ever. As far as what's next, I mean, I think we're kind of, it's going to be a trilogy next. I think we know that. And, uh, obviously it's not confirmed, but Dana said maybe Wembley Stadium, which, if they do that shit in Wembley, dog, I mean, that would be crazy. Because USC's really, he's anti. never been down for that. No, they're. I mean, they've done stadium shows in the past. I mean, obviously, Izzy versus, um, Whitaker, Home versus Rousey, GSP, when he had a couple defenses up in Canada, but those are very, very rare. And, uh, Leon may be getting that. Fight in his home country at the biggest stage, which is awesome to see, dude. They're gonna
1: have to stack that card, bro, with Patty and Molly and a bunch of other good guys. Tom Aspinall, I mean, he he's out for a little bit, but hopefully by that time he can come back.
0: Yeah, Um hope so. Because dude, like if they can, they can do that card. That would be insane. But, um, look, man, as good as the main event was, I feel like it really took a big benefit from the co-main event. If I'm yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. So, Luke Rockhold facing off against Paulo Costa. I think everybody kind of had an idea of how this is going to go. It was either going to be Paulo just getting a brutal, brutal knockout, or Luke maybe getting the submission, just pulling something out of his, you know, pulling something out of his ass, honestly. But, um, instead, I think we got the result that nobody really expected – and it was a three-round war. And in uh, Luke Rockhold yeah. in his final fight, going out on his fucking shield. I mean, in round one he got knocked down, and I was like, "Well, here we go." You know, like, oh, you're telling me, bro. Luke should have stayed retired, but then he just—he's like, he just some—he made up his mind. He's like, "I got two, do- I got two roads to go down. I can take it out right here, or I can stay and fight at elevation against this top five Brazilian killer." nicknamed the eraser who can literally try and he's going to try and murder me for the next 15 minutes and luke rockhold who has been criticized for taking that first option way too many times he said fucking bit down on the mouthpiece and decided to walk through the fire and uh he's not got the win he lost vietnam's decision 30 27 across the board um but man one of the one of the greatest fights of the year and one of the greatest fights i've seen in a long time angel give me your thoughts man
1: Dude, Luke, Luke, might have lost the fight, but man, did he did he win in my eyes? Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a way to go out. It, it was it was very sad though, too, Josh, because you could see that he was fucking hurting, dude. Like you could tell, like the damage he took was just like he was like, damn, I I I don't ever want to feel like this again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never want to fight again. I think that fight really didn't. And, and look, I I don't know. Maybe if the fight goes a little different, maybe he doesn't get. As much damage, maybe he reconsiders and wants to take one more. But I think he really, after that fight, he, he kind of sit back and he's like, yeah, dude, this shit sucks. <laughs> you know, he's mm-hmm. like, I do not want to be punched. I do not want to be kicked. I'm done. Mm-hmm. But man, dude, I, there were some, I, let me tell you this, Josh, in a weird way, I do think somehow, way, Luke could have won that fight.
0: No, no, I don't even, like, no, he wasn't that far away from winning that fight. I mean, dude. he knocked down Paulo in round, at the start of round three, right? I don't know, dude, but he laid some bomb. Paulo has a fucking chin,
1: dude. Let me tell you. That made Gra- the Greatest so- chin in the game. I
0: feel, I like, at least at middleweight. I feel pretty comfortable saying that.
1: At middleweight, yes, dude. That man ate some fucking bombs from Luke Rocco. Then took
0: some fat body shots, too. Did some nice kicks out of Luke, dude. Like, he had a sick. He was dude. Too- I think, I think, I, I think you're right. I think he knew, man. I think he knew that was going to be his last fight because he was going out there and he was throwing. Everything, like he, 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 a lot of, in Luke's later career, he's not throwing the kicks, you know what I mean? But like, he was just saying, fuck it. And he was throwing everything that he had. Like, it's sad though, like I told you,
1: it felt like, you know, and I'm sad that I I didn't get to experience that that Luke Rockhold era, but everybody says that Luke Rockhold hadn't been Luke Rockhold for a long time. I think mm -hmm. Luke was finally himself again in this fight. Mm -hmm. I think we got to see him be, Himself again one last time. Sadly, he's older. Elevation played a factor. He fought a, a very tough dude. He put it all out there. I loved the fight. I there was moments in there where I thought he was going to come back and win somehow. And he he landed some heavy shots. It didn't happen. But man, was I satisfied. And, and I think that's a heck of a and that's kind of the, that's the kind of fight you want to go on, on
0: out. You know. And sadly, it was a loss. But win or lose, I think it was still a great fight. No, one hundred percent. And I think. You know, you were sad, but for me, dude, like, I think that's kind of the perfect end to his career. I really do think that because, like, Luke Rockwell in his prime was that guy. But, like you said, he's not been Luke Rockwell for a long time, ever since he lost to Bisping. It just looked like his confidence was gone. He was not comfortable standing. He got a lot of injuries. And then he took all that time off, and he talked about how, like, he had to find himself. And he had to, I mean, he went through a lot of shit, dude. Like, he became sober. I know he mentioned he's like, kind of like an alcoholic, and he was going through a lot of shit. Um, he thought he was gonna be a dad and dad didn't did not end up happening. And he just went through a lot, man. And for him to be a guy who's been clowned on for so long, like, oh, he's the pretty boy. People make fun of him for being like a a model and shit. And they, they make fun of him for getting knocked out by you know, could you imagine getting knocked out by Yo Romero? That's crazy, bro. That would never happen. Dude. I mean, <laughs> Who like, does Yo Romero knock out, right? Right, right, crazy, dude. But anyway, so he comes back and he's fighting this monster. Like he called for the matchup with the guy that nobody in the division wants to face. Like Izzy beat him, but outside of that, like, I mean, I understand even Marvin beat him, but Marvin had to walk through hell to do it, you know? Um, And Luke Rockle, dude, going in there, just throwing everything that he had, everything that he had left, he put it all into that 15 minutes. And um, that's what the sport's about, man. I mean, that was just an epic moment and seeing him get the respect on from the crowd and him just putting it all out. I guess you could do, I don't know if his nose was broken, but, like, he was gassed. Pretty sure it was thirty minutes into the fight. They're fighting Elvigen, and, and like you mentioned, I'm pretty sure his nose is broken. I think his jaw might have broken too. I heard someone talking yeah. about that too. Like it, it was took, fun. He, he took some yeah, damage. He did. He took a lot of damage for him to just stay in there. He became and Derek Elkins for a bit there. He did. And for him, like that that moment, I believe in the second or third round where he literally yells "fuck you" and he lands that huge left hand and like rocks Paulo. Like that's a moment that you're gonna see in the highlight reel. For a long time, and I believe really, he came out and dropped him and start around three two. Like the fact that if that was here's the thing, like it's crazy thing about because like I think if that was anybody else in there, they lose. If it was not Paulo Costa, I think he I think he knocks out damn near everybody in the middleweight division with those shots. But Probably. you know that's not what happened, and he ends up leaving on a loss, but. Hey kind man. Kind of moral victory, you know?
1: Like I said on the night of, what do you expect out of a 37, 38 year old Luke Rocco at this point? He exceeded all expectations.
0: Damn right he did. I mean, he didn't, 30, about to be 38 years old. He has not fought in three years. And he got, like, he'd been knocked out two straight times whenever he left the game, you know? So for him to come back and do what he did, just incredible. So, Fuck, happy yeah. trails to Luke, man. I mean, a hell of a career. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. But, um, yeah, man. Just, I mean, that was my favorite fight in the card, but, uh, I mean, if we're gonna. It's, it's hard to compete, was, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, this fight just bummed me out, but Mirab <laughs> really uh, defeating Jose Alda via decision. Jose looked good in round one. I thought he was landing some, some good strikes, especially on the counter. But then fighting up at elevation, man, it looked like he got tired because Miraj just always moving forward. Uh, he could not get a takedown, but he held him against the or essentially the last 10 minutes. I guess the dub. What do you think, man? I don't, I don't have too much to say about this one. Just, I mean, it shit. was a pretty safe win.
1: Kind of shitty on Jose Aldo's part, right? But it is what it is. And But really impressed with the takedown defense, bro. He did not get taken down a single time. Like, that was a – I think he might have had one official one, but even then he got, like, right back up. Like, it was pretty wild. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was impressed. And respect to Marab, he gave a lot of love to his – uh his training partner, Al I know. I know some people made fun of him for that, but that's – I got to respect that, man. You know what I mean? And that's uh, that's something you got to admire. And he said I used to get – he's like, before I found this gym and I met this guy and he I started training with him, he made me feel like a fucking amateur. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty respectable to say, and he's like, now this guy's champ. And he went on to say a bunch of other shit, but it, it, it was just uh, – I don't know. I thought it was a wholesome moment.
0: No, and Marab's a good dude, and I'm happy that he got the win for you know for his sake. But um, yeah, man, um, is it yeah, the end of Jose Aldo, Josh? Man, I think he, so. I mean, Marab said that Jose told me he was done. So I think I talked that.
1: about it to you too. I was like, if, yeah. if the title isn't in, in, in the books for him, I don't think he wants to fight anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is completely yeah, I mean, fine. I mean, yeah, and,
0: and that's fine and all, but hey, man, just, as long as he's not getting the shit beat out of him yeah it is just it is frustrating though because man that three fight run where he just looked so good and he was going against all the odds and he just ran into that one guy like and, and man i had i think he could i don't know i had
1: some hope for him i thought he maybe he could have won this I maybe it was more than just the elevation but
0: I mean, he I mean, did make it he made it close and rounds one and two and then just got tired man yeah he's old yes he it happens <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes, but, um, yeah, I mean, not too many thoughts on this one, honestly, not really too many thoughts. We'll, 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 I mean, we'll talk about it later if, if Jose, like, confirms his retirement or something, but as for this fight, I mean, I don't think Merab's really going to be moving too much in the rankings just for the type of performance that it was, I don't think Jose's going to fall too much, except, you know, his top hosts are kind of dashed, but, um, yeah, man, it, it was what it was. Let's move on. But as far as next up on the card, uh, a little bit of a weird placement for this one. Uh, Lucy Patovalova, uh, versus Bu Nan. In the end, I thought it was actually a pretty solid fight. Uh, Lucy Patovalova gets, in her UC return, gets a big TKO finish in the second round. Um, she's now won something like, at least six out of seven. So solid run for her. And, uh, what do you think about her performance?
1: It was good. I thought, uh, her opponent looked very small in comparison to her. but he like, <laughs> Noticeably smaller, like should have been in a different weight class, smaller because uh, she was out muscling the shit out of
0: her. Yeah, and it's interesting because Wu Yanan yeah, no, used to fight up at bantamweight, like she, like, but then again, like, poor, according to her wiki, Lucy Pedovol was fought as high as like one forty five,
1: so oh, she's wow. a she's
0: big for the weight class.
1: But there's a factor there too.
0: Yeah, Um overall, solid performance for her. I mean, there's not a whole lot of really simple punch because it, it was kind of. Kind of weird that it, it was even on the main card, but um, I mean, it was a solid performance though. I got to go ahead and give her props on that one. It was a very good performance and no better way to come back to UC than with a, a second round TKO. You know what I mean? It's a solid performance by her Um, and we'll see what happens there in the future. But opening up the main card, dude, Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsaker. Um, I said it last week that like, this is kind of the equivalent of like a squash match on paper. Like, you know, in pro wrestling whenever they want to go out and they want to, they, they'll bring in some guy that you've never heard of, and they send out, like, this big monster to destroy him. That was this fight. And, um, yeah, Tyson Pedro knocks him out. It was more a TKO, really, body kick. And then he ends up getting the finish just a minute in. I mean, Tyson Pedro, dude, take off. He took off all that time. Guy with so much potential, he missed a lot of time due to injuries, working on himself, getting better. And now he's in his prime, and he's two fights in, dude, looking damn good. What do you think about his performance?
1: He's he's building himself up, and he, he it seems like he's gonna be he's gonna be a really marketable guy, Uh very very fun style, and he's uh doing what he has to do in the octagon, man. He's finishing fights, and that's what people like to see. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I, I think they're trying to build him up, trying to give him some confidence, and eventually they're gonna give him some uh, some ranked opponents over time. I think they're gonna take it slow with him. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like last time they really tried to speed him up, and that was just not the move at the time.
0: No, it wasn't. I mean, if you look at Tyson Pedros, I mean, he's only, like, he just turned 30, dude. Like, he was, got in UFC back in 2016, so it would have been, what, 24, and he was fighting Alir Latifi. <clears throat> like, he debuted against Khalil Roundtree, then Paul Craig, Alir Latifi, fought Ovin St. Pru, uh, Shogun Hua, and that Shogun fight, he got really badly uh injured. He apparently had to get entire, like, knee reconstruction surgery Um after that one. <clears throat> But, you know, since he's come back to the taking him slower, I mean, he faced Ike Villanueva, who I like Ike, but he comes a swing and bang. That's kind of a that's a a, ma- a very good matchup for Tyson Pedro. And Harry Hassan Hunsucker, I mean, we kind of know the story with him so far. um, 0-2, very lopsided. even got knocked out of the contender series. So we kind of knew what this one was going in. Um I will give, real quickly, I, I do want to give Harry Huntsucker a, a real quick credit. Dude looked in great shape. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he looked like he was in really, really good shape. For him to come down from heavyweight... I hope they give him one more shot, dude. I really do. Because um, he's been knocked out three three times, but, like, guy put in the effort. And uh, I don't think he looked too bad himself up until he got caught. Granted, it was only a minute in, but, <laughs> I mean, yep. I'd like to see him get one more shot.
1: We want to see what the full, full weight change can do.
0: Yeah, he seems like a good guy, too. And God knows they're not exactly, like, they're not hurting for talent. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, Tessa Pedro, dude, solid win by him, and I'm happy to see him back. Um I normally I ask like well which vice do we talk about? I think it makes sense just to go one down. Um Mar uh Marcin taking on Alexander Romanov, he wins via majority decision. Uh one, did you agree with the scorecard? And two, what's your big takeaway from this one? Because I know we talked about a lot about Romanov and his kind of potential in this division. And this loss isn't a huge setback, but it does give him the first L of his career. So do it does, it does.
1: But I don't think it does a lot because I think Romanov is still a good guy. I also think he got gassed again. And but credit that Tybura though, he didn't. He got tired, but he had enough in the tank to keep going and kind of turned the tide, which was a uh, very good. And he kept coming forward, putting him on his on his back foot and made a difficult night for Romanov.
0: Hmm. He did And in that first round, like. Part of me wonders if this, what would happen if this fight did not take place at elevation, because in that first round, Robinon was slinging him around, dude. Like, he looked really, really good. Um I was, he ended up gassing, and um that's not the entire reason for his L, because you gotta give Ty Moore some credit, you know, he's very, very good. Um especially what he does. Like, he's, he's a very, he's a very, like, not a gifted heavyweight physically, but like, the guy just works hard, dude, you could tell. Uh, and the fact that he was able to still push in the pace and still doing what he could in rounds two and three, um, especially after Romanov gas. But, yeah, man, solid performance by him. Obviously, Romanov, he took the loss, but Guy's still relatively young for the heavyweight division. I'm not worried about him whatsoever. I still think he's got a lot of potential. But, yeah, that was his first loss of his career. As far as the rest of the card goes, what fights do you most want to talk about?
1: Um, Let me pull it up here. I have it right here in front of me. Oh, man. One uh, that we talk about, not because of the performance, but because of the situation that occurred in it, Sean Whitsitt, Luis Saldana, what a fuck up, man, right? Yeah. Knee on the knee on the ground opponent, I mean, fuck me, I love Luis Saldana a lot, man. He was one of those guys that I saw in the Contender Series when he won his fight. He came in, fought uh, Jordan Griffin, had a solid performance, saw him lose to Austin Lingo, came back against Bruno Sosa, solid performance there, and... Yeah, man, it just again, Sean Woodson, bro. It was just fucking depressing because it was just, I was just, it was so bitter, man. Because he he really should have won that fight. He could have won it. He put him down, and he just had to finish it out. And he just fucking knees the guy. And uh it was it was just it was just such a shit way to end a fight, man. And mm-hmm. and in a draw too. It, it was just uh, he's he's gonna go back and look at that and, and be kick himself for it.
0: For sure, but he is a talented guy. And uh just one small mistake. I, I I'm not too worried about it, but yeah, it was kind of a shoot away the the way the way the fight went. I mean, um yeah, I'm not too worried about him. But yeah, I mean it was an entertaining fight at least. You know, <laughs> I thought it was a good fight. But um yeah, man, as far as the rest of the card goes, uh Jared Gordon I thought picked up a really solid win over Leonardo Santos. Probably the best win of his career to date. Uh Leonardo Santos is just yeah, he's older, but dudes tricky for everybody in the division. We're like you can very well aware of that by now. Um, like, yeah, but he is now riding a 3-5 losing streak, so it is what it is. Um, Amir Al-Bazi defeating Francisco Figueroa via submission. Amir al he's really, really good. Um, only loss, like, he's 15-1 and now, he's 3-0 in the UFC. Only loss came to Jose Shorty Torres back in April
1: 2019.
0: That's a good guy, um, too. Yeah, Shorty Torres, I'm still kind of pissed off that they cut him. They'll bring him he's, back, right? They have
1: to. Like, he's he's been gone for a little bit, and he's done a little streak uh, outside of the UFC, right?
0: Is he? I, I, I can't
1: think of the last time I heard about him. He fought in 2021. He's 10-1 now. Yeah, he's 10-1-1. One
0: one. Yeah, dude was really, really good, and then he got the one loss to um, Alex Perez, and they the should cut him. Because that was at the time whenever they were thinking about Getting rid of the flight division, I thought that was really shitty. But, yeah, Jose Torres is really, really good, and that's no that's not a huge loss. So, Amir Albazi is the real deal, dude. Like, three fights in,
1: he's, he's a only 28
0: years old. He's really good. So, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in the future. But, um yeah, man, solid card all around. I mean, it was one of those cards that, like, on paper – you probably weren't that excited for it, but god damn, dude, especially the main event, the co-main event, a couple of those fights on the other card, they really did live up to the hype, dude, so yeah, man, overall, solid card, very, very solid card, but Angel, for the first time in a long time, we do not have UFC this week. In fact, we don't have any MMA at all, um, So, and there's not exactly huge boxing, but there is influencer boxing. Uh Angels, let's just crack into this one, man. Uh, titled Two Fights, One Night. KSI will be fighting two men this Saturday night from the O2 Arena in London, England. Uh, this card overall is very, very solid in my opinion. I mean, I think in terms of like influencer boxing, sometimes they're hit or miss. This card has a lot of good matchups, and even as somebody who's like, doesn't really like the last few, like the last couple big influencer cards, I haven't really, like, known a whole lot of people, I haven't really cared too much. You can tell all the all the people fighting on this card are taking it very seriously. A couple of big names in here. Sam Hyde's on this one. I think he's a very funny very funny <laughs> that, comedian. That, that's the biggest name, right? I mean, I love Sam Hyde. He's a really really funny comedian. I like him. Um but uh yeah, man. So they have a uh, a pretty solid card and I'm not really sure how to go about this one just because like the way how it's structured, but I, I haven't don't... seen it by the way. If you can, can you
1: pass me a link? Uh it's on Wiki, so Oh, okay. Then I'll just do that real quick. Or if you can still
0: pass me a link, it can be yeah, good. Yeah, I just sent it to you in the chat. But um, I appreciate it. I guess we'll just go ahead and hit off because technically, the way this this is going to work is, uh, and I broke this news, by the way. Um, <laughs> KSI, oh my god! Oh my god, Josh, really? Oh my god, I can't believe that. All I'm saying is, man, I is just I, I got you, sources. Dude. I got sources. You got that insider info, dude? I got. Well, hey, I'm the one who reported. This is a professional. Both these fights are professional, because everybody was like, how is this going to happen? It's got to be exhibition fights, you know? That's all I'm saying. I reached out. I do my homework on this shit, okay? But, uh, yeah, man. So, how is this going to work? KSI is going to open up the card against Swarms. That's fucking crazy. The main event guy is opening up the card. Yep, he is opening up the card. What if he fucking lost, Josh? First fight of the night? You get to see. We're going to see. Um... So yeah, man, uh KSI is gonna be opening up the card against forms. You guys don't know about forms, which I did not, I've done some research on the kid. Uh he's twenty five, out of London, a rapper who um did a song with KSI. They're not friends, but they did collab on one song apparently. Uh I guess he used to be a former like semi pro uh soccer player, I guess. Um yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about this one. Uh Swarms was the backup, and that's why he's in this role, but nobody was excited for the matchup. That's why JJ's fighting twice. Angel, give me your thoughts on this matchup. I mean, I'm assuming that he's going to get the job done, but do you, how do you think he's going to get the job done?
1: Um, dude, he must be really thinking he's going to knock the fuck out of Swarms or something to fight twice in one night. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm assuming.
1: And he's and these are both his two boxing matches are the only ones that are six round bouts. Everybody else gets or six rounds. Everybody else gets four. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if both fights are gonna be six rounds. I know that the original one was like the the original fighters one was gonna be six. I don't know if they're both going to be six, but um, uh, they both say six, bro. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, we're gonna roll six according according to Wiki, but yeah, man. Pretty fucking crazy. I mean, and because that main event though, I mean that's that's the one that's more are interesting. When it comes to swarms, this kid's never had an amateur or professional boxing match. I guess he's been at training the whole time, um, like he because he was the backup, like the contractually obligated backup. But he's still trying to learn boxing. with the been to a couple of months, so I'm assuming that's is going to get this one done easy. I mean, I don't think his him and his team are like. They're not going to risk missing, like missing out on like, the Jig Paul bag or whatever it may be. I mean, because after this, it's all big fights. Um, by having him like face somebody actually good. So, I'm assuming JJ's going to get a big knockout here. I'm assuming you're in agreement.
1: I feel like that's what they're setting him up for, yeah. to at least.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. I mean, I I can't find shit about this kid in terms of his boxing experience. Um. So yeah, because I, I've been I've been having a write about this stuff. So I yeah, and then I can't I can't really find too much about him. So uh, yeah, I'm assuming he'll win this one easy. But as far as the rest of the card goes, man, um, what fights are you most looking forward to? Because normally we do like a like a general preview, but the way this card is structured is kind of weird because we just talked about KSI's first, you know, big fight. And uh, I mean, which fights are you most looking forward to? And what do you think about some of these other matches on the card?
1: I think the most interesting bout on the card is going to be Temper versus Slim, dude. Slim is one of the guys in YouTube boxing who I think he's one of the best guys who doesn't get enough credit. And I think uh, just because of maybe his kind of the world of YouTuber he comes from, he doesn't get a lot of love. But he has a big following in the Middle East. And I think obviously with the Middle East and all the money that's out there and the kind of shows he's been, dude, we've seen the kind of money they can bring in and the kind of shows they could set up, man. I mean, that's big for the sport. And he has talent he has hands i mean he's he's long and skinny but he could he could he's put some dudes to sleep dude uh and no one else has really done that in the youtube you know youtube boxing space outside of you know jake but you know he's kind of moved on to bigger and, and to a certain extent harder opponents than what any youtubers fought right and mm-hmm. uh along with that and obviously ksi's main event I mean, he's gonna be fighting a pro boxer obviously not the best record but josh we talked about this these guys, these journeymen, you just never know with them, dude, cause they can come out here and surprise you, cause these guys have been training a long time, too. It's just that the guys that they're fighting, or the guys they're going up against are just levels ahead, but these guys are still good. They could fuck up the average guy on the street. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I did some digging into this kid. I watched a couple of his, uh, fights. Um, he's not bad. He's not, he's not very bad at all. He, he seems to be technically pretty good, but. Um, defense leaves a lot to be desired, and he's also a lot smaller than, than, than JJ. I mean, he's two and five. I know that he's had some amateur fights. Uh, he fights around 154, and he's going to be coming up all the way to 180 for this fight. Dude, he's um,
1: weighing in with some phones in his pocket, bro.
0: Yeah, according, according to Mams, uh, size manager, he weighed in 175 when they got the call. They wanted to make sure they could make the fight, um, but he's not, he's not very bad, really. I mean, he's not, he's not terrible. I mean, if you look at a couple of his fights, he's not technically very bad or anything. He's just, you know, he's all right. He's a journeyman. That's what he's looking like. Um, but even then, like a lot of these journeymen, you know, is it better to like, you know, I, I there's not a whole lot that J.J. can really do at this point in his career. I mean, he's literally one and oh. It is what it is, and bro, I just saw is...
1: swarms high bro swarms is five five Josh. no that's that that's I'm
0: pretty sure that's it. that's like a uh someone a someone like someone edited it you can yeah like, google it swarms is five eight i think
1: which five, eight five, if nine. you meet in the middle, he's probably five seven,
0: yeah, apparently he's five eight that is comedy, bro, whoever did that shit is fucking hilarious, yeah, it's pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, he's he's five or five nine according to the other places I'm seeing. Um but yeah, man, I mean when it comes when it comes to like you mentioned phase temper and slim. That's gonna be probably the most technically best looking fight on the card. I Tempor, believe so. I thought, yeah, I thought Temper looked really, really good in his last fight against King Kenny. I thought he looked I thought he looked really, really good and he got the dub, obviously. Who's on uh, the undercard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and King Kenny, they're having to fight Face Sensei. Jesus Christ! Why? <laughs> like, yeah, they didn't really do him any favors
1: there. I guess the Face no. is just trying to
0: get revenge. No, I mean, just the the balls though to take that fight. I mean, I mean Sensei dropped a man with a body shot, bro. Like, yeah. that, like Sensei is could probably fuck up everybody on this card. I mean, that's just he's he doing called, it longer. He, he called the
1: shot too, dude. He said, "I'm gonna put, I'm gonna drop him with a body shot. Watch."
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, Face Sensei is like a legitimately good guy. I mean. King Kenny's gonna have to bring that. you have to bring that dog, but I don't know if it'll be enough. Yeah, um, probably not. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised he didn't make the fight. But yeah, I mean, Slim's really, really good from what I've seen. Um, Boxing wise, you don't really hear about him too often, but in comparison to a lot of the other guys, but I think he's pretty fucking good.
1: I mean, this is opportunity, dude. I mean, if he ices
0: Tommy, fuck. Yeah, I mean Scott. Like Scott's the limit after that. He said if he if he if he wins, he wants to fight uh, Gib next. Because Gibb's going to be fighting in about two
1: or three weeks? September 10th? And, it, and Gibb has to win that
0: one if they want to make that happen. Yeah, and by the way, this is... Angel, that, that fight is for the ICV light heavyweight title. So, I saw that. They made the titles for this. What is it? Influencer? What it's like Influencer so, something boxing. Yeah. Because it's being... All the fights are being regulated by the, the PBA, the Professional Boxing Association. They're like, well, let's give these guys something to fight for. So JJ's... Fighting against swarms. is for the cruiserweight title, and uh, Temper versus Slim. is for the light heavyweight title. That's wild. Yeah, so interesting stuff. I think the fights could be very, very good. I'll, I'd be admitted, I'd be lying if I said that the fights I'm most looking forward to though. Deji versus Fuzi. There's a lot of the line there for those boys. Both redemption fights, bro. Yeah, I mean, Fuzi. Fusey, Fuzi's only one win, one. But I'll be goddamn if he, looks but like he got the in. shit beat out of him, bro. He he looked like he had never put on boxing gloves in his life. That boy got beat up, man. He did, and I understand wasn't he fighting Slim? Yes, dude, I would have thrown him in the towel. Yeah, but I mean, obviously I've always said this, like, you can lose a fight, but it's how you lose how you look when you lose the fight. And he got the shit kicked out of him, dude. Like it was rough to watch. Um and so he's looking for redemption. And Deji, who was 0 3 in like granted one of those was a split decision, the other one, you know, he fought Jake Paul and he actually Gabe Jake probably might be his closest fight of his career to date i mean besides like Tom woodley won honestly um you know he's 0 three but he's he's shown some promise he just needs to put it all together, and now he's fighting a guy that's kind of of his commensurate skill level who looked really fucking bad in his in his one fight uh you know what um yeah man it'll 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 be interesting. Um, as far as like how that fight is is going to go, um, it just because like it seems like it's a mean fight. And I even saw that like Misfits Boxing posted earlier today, funnily enough, that like they they posted like, yeah, G- uh, not JJ, excuse me, Deji's career to date, and it was like you know t- fifth round TKO loss to to Paul, <laughs> and then it was second round TKO loss to Vinny Hacker. And then like and the the post is kind of fucked up when you really think about it. They did it.
1: my boy dirty, didn't they?
0: They did. I just sent it to you, but yeah, it kinda, it's kind it's kind of fucked up, man. And then uh the, the obviously the split decision lost to Alex Asabi. um robbery, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible decision. I thought it would have been funny if they just gave him the dub just for the fuck of it, but yeah, man. I mean, this is kind of a uh, an interesting card. And obviously the other fight I'm really looking forward to. I mentioned him, the Candy Man, Sam Hyde at heavyweight, facing I am Thompson. Uh, Sam Hyde obviously uh. Comedian, um kind of a controversial guy, but uh I know that he helped train our boy Harley from Epic Meal Time for his boxing match, and Harley scored a second round knockout win. So, you know. He's got some skills. Um he doesn't really have any skills, but he's a he's a guy that is a hard worker. I've seen a lot of his training stuff, and he's a he's a pretty funny guy, and I hope he gets the win, man. Um but now I think it's time that we we talked about the undercard. Let's talk about the main event for a little bit longer. Uh, KSI versus Luis Alcatraz Pineda. Um, coming in here on, on very short notice. Um, obviously, he's supposed to fight. This card's had so, many sh- had so much stuff, man. Because um, obviously, KSI... Remember, let's just remember real quickly. This all started with KSI versus Alex Asabi. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, get pulled out of the fight. So then Swarms got inserted, and then it turned from that to KSI versus Swarms versus Ivan Nikolov, who we did not realize when we talked about him last week is a literal neo-Nazi. Um he so had he a got, white power tattoo on his stomach, among other it,
1: tattoos on his body referencing neo-Nazi group symbols, along yeah. with the tattoos of many pictures of Nikolov surrounded by many swatskas. We didn't know all that. What the fuck?
0: No, we had no idea. And so now he's fighting Luis Alcatraz Benade, who we mentioned earlier. Kid fights anywhere from one forty seven to one fifty four, I think is the highest he's fought. Um according to uh Mam's I don't remember his last name, but KSI's manager. Um he uh weighed one seventy five when he got the call. He's two and five. Uh he's lost by knockout four times. Um, I know that he's had some amateur fights, twenty three years old, he's younger than JJ. So um angel, I'm assuming I mean I'm I think he wins both fights. I think KSI, I don't think that he, he'd do this if, um, you know, he, he, I don't think he would do this, and I don't think he would take these two fights if he's not entirely sure, and I don't think his team is entirely sure if he's gonna get a win. I'm assuming you're on the same page. Yeah, dude, it's
1: hard to fight twice in one night. I, I, I'm assuming they thought that this, this is
0: pretty bagged up. Of course, and, uh, Look, man, after this, sky's the limit. I think if, if if JJ goes out and wins both these fights, I mean, I don't know who he would fight next. Uh, maybe McBroom or somebody else uh, if if he beats Gibb, obviously. I mean, maybe even Wasabi. I mean, it's pretty clear that he still wants, even though he's taking two fights in one night, he still does want one, one more turno before he fights Jake at least, so... Um, we'll see what happens, man. But yes, yeah, guys, the limit if he wins both these, and I think he does. Remember, this is on pay-per-view, guys. This is all in pay-per-view for, I think, ten bucks. They're doing it right. They are. They know that this is not professional boxing, and, uh, even then, they, they put a stacked undercard, man. Like, a lot of these fights are pretty fucking interesting. Two world title fights. <laughs> two world title fights.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tried to keep a straight face, but I couldn't. Yeah, two world title fights. You know, this is, this depends. Swarms. The future go. I mean, this is about as good as it gets, you know. Um, yeah, just side, I'm actually pretty excited for this one. Um, I think it's gonna be a fun night. I think so too. And uh, because it's in the UK, it's going down like really early. Is it really? Um, like our time? I, I think it's happening at noon. Fuck. Maybe it'll be around one. I can't remember. But it's 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 definitely earlier the day, and I didn't even realize that. So uh, I may have to work for this one, but um. Yeah. Anyways, man, uh, real quickly, just go ahead and move on to uh since that's that's essentially all there's gonna talk about that on that card, but we're gonna go and move on to some news. Um biggest story I think of the weekend with the exception of obviously UFC, Alexander Usyk defeating Anthony Joshua via split decision. Uh one judge actually is uh, medically blind, so I thought it was kind of strange that they had him judging the fight. Um Wait, yeah, did, was, did that one more time? Yeah, one of the judges was blind, and that's how Joshua actually had a scorecard, so it's pretty crazy. Um, Stop. Joshua, the scorecards are 115, 113, Joshua 115, 113, Usyk, and 116, 112. I gave uh, Usyk eight rounds, although I will concede that there was probably one round I probably could have gave to Joshua, but at bare minimum, it's a pretty clear 7-5. Um Yeah, man, it's uh, either incompetence or... uh fucking just corruption that Joshua got a scorecard, but hey, man, uh, Usyk still champion, split decision, it is what it is, um, now they're hoping to fight Tommy, uh, not Tommy, Jesus Christ, Tyson Fury. Yes, Josh, Tommy not, Fury, the Jesus better God. time, the better my, Fury. My, my mind's on the YouTube boxing, man, that's my bad, um, but yeah, man, hoping to fight Tyson Fury next, but, uh, yeah, after the fight, Jesus, Joshua had a little bit of a meltdown, which kind of made some news, um, but yeah, man. I mean, give me your thoughts on the fight if you if you watched it and what your general takeaways were.
1: Uh I did try to catch a bit of it. I, I'm not gonna be able to give like a great analysis because I was so conflicted on what to watch. Because you know we had Mike Perry, we had PFL. Uh, from the little bit I saw, man, uh, Joshua came in with a better game plan. I think that in his last bout, he looked better, but it it, it just wasn't enough, man. I, we uh, said, just uh, did all the right things he had to do, came out, and he was just too quick for him. Uzbek was, was too quick. He was landing. He was moving out of the way at the right times. He was changing up the angles. Like, a, it, it, it was just very difficult for Joshua to to be able to catch this man. You know, he wasn't able to throw the, the as fast as combinations as Usyk could and get out of the, get out of the space and time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: here's the thing, man. It's like it's kind of it's kind of shitty too because Joshua. I'd say that that might even be the best Anthony Joshua we've ever seen. I feel pretty strongly saying that, dude. Like he looked, whenever he's throwing to the body, he was landing great combinations. He was looking really, really good, dude. And just he couldn't. In round nine, he—if I remember correctly—he was in round nine to round ten. He rocked Usyk pretty bad, and he went for the kill, and he couldn't get him out of there because Usyk, Jesus Christ, he's fighting for an entire nation. The guy who came off the front lines of war—he's not fucking around. Um... Couldn't get him out of there, and he just gassed, and that's where Usyk made up the, you know, he kind of gained a lot of ground, especially in round 10, because he came out like a bat out of hell, dude. And if Joshua was not gassed after the flurry round nine, he was definitely gassed after that, because Usyk was swinging for the fences, just laying huge combinations. Um, Yeah, man, I mean, Alexander Usyk, he's at that point now where, like, all, the whole storyline's really about Joshua, and, like, oh, my God, we lost the Joshua Fury fight, but, like, that's not very interesting to me entering, and we don't. A lot of people to about it, he's entering generational territory, like undefeated at cruiserweight. What if former, he beats Fury? Former, he might. He's that good. For <laughs> he was a former unified champion at cruiserweight. If he comes up, he beats Fury. He's a unified heavyweight champion. You've he's got to put him in that, not in the goat discussion, maybe, but in the top it's, ten discussion. It's pretty goated though. Yeah, I mean, you got to put him in that top. I'd say I do. Come to putting him in the top ten. Like Is anybody else done role- that. Huh? Has anybody else done that? Like, has anybody else done that in those higher weight no. classes? It's a good question. Exactly. Um, That's what I'm bringing it up. A, I think, if, if, was Evander Unified, I can't remember if Evander, because I know Evander was a Unified Cruiserweight Champion, I believe.
1: I have to do some quick research right here, Yeah, to yeah check it do, it
0: do some research on that, because I think Evander might be, I know that he was Undisputed to Cruiserweight, but I don't know if he was Undisputed at heavyweight.
1: I doubt um, it, especially at that time. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Eustace can go out there and become his unified cruiserweight and he beat, you know, but Tony Belli, Marius Friedis, especially that fight was fucking ruled if you guys are not seeing that one. Marco Huck, uh, Michael Hunter. I mean, he beats some Monsters down there. It comes up and beat Chiseroa, beats Joshua twice, and then if he could beat Fury, like I said, that's generational territory and that's not even including, like, his run at the Olympics where he got gold. I mean, like I said, guys, like, if he if he can win this fight, he's in generational territory, and that's awesome. Um but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, obviously, because we're still a ways away from him even fighting Fury if we're going to see if that's going to happen. I'm inclined to believe that it does, um, just because I think Tyson Fury, if he doesn't – I think he's very well aware of his legacy, and if he does not come back and fight Alexander Usyk – how much, like, a scarlet letter that would be on, like, his legacy. I think he's aware of that, you know? Um I hope he does. I really, really hope he does, just because I think that'd be an excellent fight, man. I know that everybody's kind of, I think Fury's already, like, I think they've already put out the line for it. Fury's, like, already, like, a pretty substantial favorite. And I'm like, man, you gotta show some respect to that boy from Kiev, though, man. And that kid's, I mean, I say he's a kid, he's 35, but Oleksandr Yusik, he's in generational territory. And I think a match with Tyson Fury could be insane, but, um, Any closing thoughts on this one before we move on?
1: No, none specifically, man. I mean, I think we covered it well. I mean, he he had an amazing story behind him. He got the win. He's setting himself for greatness. I mean, he's already great as it is, but it's still
0: going. Mm. For sure, man. And we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, Next up, Kayla Harrison. Took on, uh, not excuse me, took on Larissa Pacheco. She took on a, a, a woman whose name I can't even remember. It was pretty much clear. But it doesn't matter, winter. Josh. It doesn't matter. You already it know did. it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I know that it doesn't. At this point, Kayla's the draw. And she's going to be finding, now the, now we know, she's going to be finding Larissa Pacheco. There's going to be a trilogy. I don't think there's a date set for this one yet, but it's going to be the finals. And it's also going to be Kayla Harrison. She already said it's going to be her last fight in the tournament format. And Larissa Pacheco's coming in. She's won five fights by knockout, all by knockout, first-round knockout since her rematch with Kayla Harrison in December 2019. Look, man, Kayla Harrison gets a lot of shit. People say she's a can crusher. People say she's this, she's that. Larissa Pacheco is a real fucking deal, and this is an excellent fight, man. What do you think?
1: I mean, they've had bouts before, man. I think the big thing for us is uh, Pacheco coming out and, I mean, she needs to show us something, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. against Kayla, and really prove that, like, I mean, she deserves to be in there with her. I'm not going to say she doesn't, but give us something. Scare us. You know what I mean? Make a second guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a big thing for Pacheco. And for Kayla, I mean, continue being great, which, you, I mean, you're doing, so.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think uh, she's that. I mean, I've always, a lot of people shit on Kayla. Like I've always said, like, for me, it's more so winning the fight um, and how you do it, then depending on like your competition. You know what I mean? Like, cause like Kayla Harrison's very clearly the real deal. If you don't think that she's the real deal at this point, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, Larissa Pacheco is very, very good. She's beaten her twice. She, Kayla Harrison has not lost a round, dude. Like that's, I understand her competition level is not the greatest, but she has some, she has some solid names in there. You know, maybe not world beaters, but Larissa Pacheco, I think of Larissa Pacheco She's in the issue. She's maybe even top 10. Like she's very, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope Kayla Harrison gets a big fight. I'd like to see her fight Julia Budd, maybe after this one. I know she said she's done with the tournament format, so um, we'll see what happens, man, because I think Kayla Harrison, this is an excellent fight, especially the children. I think Larissa Pachinko, man, she's made of a lot of ground. It's been three years. She looks very, very good now, so we'll see what happens. But in terms of fight that we know that has a date. Demetrius Johnson will face Ajino Morais this Friday on Amazon Prime. Yes, it is one's first show on amazon prime which is kind of funny because this fight ha- is happening um like whenever dj first fought adrenum rice it was one on tnt one is that now, crazy one, yeah once again i don't know if they're still on tnt by the way i have, uh, I, I don't, don't think so because they i think they have like a full-on amazon deal now <laughs> fair enough fair enough um yeah i'm very very excited for this card man um very, very good. And especially that main event, man, Gina Marais, Demetrius Johnson. It's the only MMA going down this week. So one's doing the right thing. Like they got they got all the spotlight. Uh, they got a lot of other good fights on this card. Um Nango on Liam Harrison, Raw Tang's back, Marcus Almeida, Amir Alk on Maro Sorelli. I mean, there's a lot of very good fights on this card. But what do you think about that main event, man? I mean, we've we've been kind of the DJ we've been talking with DJ being the GOAT for a long time, man, and getting a, another championship and redeeming a loss that he had, DJ's undefeated rematches, what do you think about this fight, man?
1: I'm curious to see what happens this time. Uh, obviously, the knee was a big thing. It was a controversy at the time. I need to sneeze. Please take over for first.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, first one was obvious. The first fight last year was obviously a knockout loss for uh, DJ, and that was actually the only knockout loss of his career to date. As you Marais is a, is, is a fucking real deal. Since then, he beat Yu, Yuya Wakamatsu uh, via submission in March at 1x. And on uh, that same card, DJ beat uh, Rod Tang in an awesome mixed rules fight. That fight fucking ruled. Uh, and, yeah, that's why he's getting the title shot. So, uh, go ahead.
1: No, like I, like I was saying, the knee, the knee was the big thing at the time because, obviously, the grounded opponent rule is different over there in 1 and uh I mean, just people who think it should be how it is, and, and the rules are what they are. DJ got hit with it, and he has to know how to defend that if he doesn't end up in that position again. Uh, I guess the big thing for us was, like, Adriano looked fucking huge in there. We're going to see how DJ's going to deal with that. And, uh, obviously, there, I think there was still a lot to be seen. I, don't, I think we didn't, we need to learn a lot more from in this fight, and it's, it's a hard one for DJ, man. I think this one's very, very important, legacy-wise, in a way, for him. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think his legacy is secure. Um, he's 36 now. But even then, I think his legacy outside of the UFC can grow. You know? I think he's already getting. I think he's starting to get, like, a lot of fan love. Um, because, like, everybody kind of knows his career is winding down. Especially that the fact that he had the balls to go fight uh, Rod Tang in a mixed rules fight really made a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, this guy is. Like, he's that awesome. Like, he's that guy, dude. Um. And uh, a fight here, if he can win and redeem himself, and maybe this even sets up a trilogy. I mean, this this has a lot of potential, dude. If one can can go out there and put on this fight and DJ wins, they have the face. Because DJ's kind of been the face of one for a while, at least in my opinion, he's one of the faces. I don't think it's fair to say that he is the face, but he's been one of the face of one for a while. Who is the face on of him? one, though? <laughs> uh, I'd say Angela Lee, probably. Angela oh, Lee's probably their biggest star. I mean, she's definitely up there for sure. I mean, who who else could it
1: be? Deja's up there. I mean, Raw Tongs is up there. I'd, I'd say you, a... like th-
0: those three are the biggest. Like, I don't think it's one one person, honestly.
1: No, no, definitely not the moment. I mean, they have uh, Aoki. I mean, they got a number of people. They do. One's in a good place
0: for the first time in like a while now. Like, one is in a good place, you know. And I, and I'm 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 gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go, Angel. You know, you know, you know, like. Well, You know, we talked about in the green room my, my issues with one. I'm letting it go. You know, I'm letting it go because this fight. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've done a lot of personal growth, you know, but, uh, (laughs) you've been going to therapy. Yeah. I've gone gone to therapy, you know, not going to name any names because they don't pay us any money, but, um, you know, there's probably, you know, a service out there that is on advertised on every single podcast. So you guys know the one I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, it's funny. I heard that one today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so did I. Uh, that's why it's on the mind. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, DJ versus uh, Agena Marais 2. Excellent fight. Very excited for it. It's on Amazon Prime on Friday. I believe card starts at 8. I'm going to be watching. You guys must say it's at a friendly time. So, yeah, thankfully, because I feel like one's kind of shot themselves in the foot. I understand they're an Asia-based promotion, but, like, if you want to make some ground in the U.S., you're gonna to have to make some some concessions, and this is one of those concessions. So it's at eight o'clock our time, so that's pretty sick. Um, on a Friday, on Friday night, Friday. what else are you gonna do on a Friday night? Uh, watch the rehearsal on
1: HBO. Yeah, I mean you could do that, but, <laughs> you know, instead of you know whacking off and not doing anything. Go watch some fights. Go watch some fights.
0: You know, um, judging considering so only only MMA this weekend, but. Yeah, it's a it's pretty solid card, man. Um, but, yeah, in terms of fight announcements, another fight with a date, bit of a strange one, uh, Tony El-Kakui, Ferguson. Um, we heard for a while now, for the last few weeks, I personally heard that, the, you know, UFC's looking at adding some stuff to UFC 279. It's obviously main evented by Hamza Sharmaya versus Nate Diaz going down to the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Um, I've heard that they've been looking at fights to add for a while because they know that that's, like, a fight that not a lot of people are interested in. Uh, everybody likes Hamza, everybody likes Nate, but in terms of like a stylistic matchup, like that's you know, it's not it's not very intriguing, not very enticing. And the undercard is probably the worst undercard of any pay-per-view this year. I don't I didn't say card, I said pay-per-view. Which I just wanna quickly say that. Because I don't there are good fights on pay-per-view, but for a pay-per-view, you're looking for a lot more than what they were offering. So their solution, they got Tony Ferguson who had talked, I know that he's mentioned going up to 170. He's making the move, dude. He Obviously, he won the Ultimate Fighter at 170. He fought the first half of his... Not first half, but like the first... I guess I'd say quarter of his career up at 170. Um, and now he's been taking on the Leech, Li Jingliang. Um, this is probably one of the most random matchups in a long time, but it's one of those random matchups where you're thinking, like, oh, that actually sounds kind of like a banger if everything goes well. What do you think about this one? What do you think about the decision to have Tony who just got knocked out back in May? fight this monster up at 170.
1: Uh, it's crazy, man. I did not expect this announcement at all. I did never thought I would ever expect this matchup. I didn't even think it was in the realm of possibility ever in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the base of it, man. I just didn't – I never could have foreseen this, to put it quite simply.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all. I mean, I think if, if Tony Ferguson is going to fight, I think there's a lot of fights that – be interesting this is a fight that i hate for tony at this point in his career i think tony at this point in his career he should be fine fight- if he's gonna move to 170 there's not even like a limited amount of names dude like he could fight so many guys like he could fight not even a 170 or 155 he could fight jim miller joe lozano he could fight nick diaz he could fight robbie he- lawler robbie lawler brian Barbarena, he could fight um court mcgee or something i don't know like there's older vets in the game who are around <laughs> Ask Condit to come out of retirement. Damian Meyer said he still wants one more fight. There you go. Let's go, champ. Instead, he's fighting the Leech, <laughs> who is one of the most hard. He's one of the hardest hitters at 170. And, like, I understand. There's a pathway to victory here for Tony. Let me just say that. Like, this he is could a fight make this really. motherfucker. He could. If the, if the Leech has an issue, it's that he struggles with guys who pressure. Who can mix in the wrestling, in the striking. We saw that in the Neil Magni fight. We've seen that in, obviously, he's lost to Chamaya, where he just got instantly drowned, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really know. I like if my
1: Tony... Damian Maya hype, by the way. I I don't know if he showed any love for that. The, D- the Damian Maya hype? Yeah, did you hear me say, let's go champ?
0: No, I mean, I love Damian Maya, but, you know, he's, I don't I don't think the is gonna bring him back. I don't. He's know. a free agent, and he said he wants one more fight. He wants a retirement fight with the UFC, but it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Which is yeah. shitty, because, I don't know, man. That guy's such a legend, and he's a good guy. He is a good guy, you know. But USC just doesn't want to give him a shot, apparently, for some reason. Doesn't want to give him one kind of fight. But yeah, man, this is a weird matchup. Um, I think it's an oddly compelling one. I I definitely don't hate it. A lot of people were hating this matchup, and I get why they were. But like, it's one where it's like, I could see Tony winning it. I could also see him losing it. So. Um, definitely just depends on how he mixes it up and how he looks at 170. That's the biggest unknown. We've not seen him fight at 170 in a long time. We saw him fight, obviously, Michael Chandler earlier this year, and he looked good before the finish. So maybe he had that fire back, and maybe going up to 170 is something that's going to help him. So, Yeah, man, last bit of news. Uh, your boy, dude, he got it done. <laughs> he did it, baby. He did it. He was made for this. He brought it home. Um Mike Perry defeating Michael Venom Page at BKFC London. This fight had the world's attention. It happened right before AJ Usyk. Usyk was not on, and uh, yeah, man, this fight ruled. Uh, they went to a sixth round after a draw. Both guys got knocked down. They both had that dog in them, and they just brought it back, dude. Hell of a fight, and is it be, Mike Perry getting the majority uh, decision win, I believe. And uh, look, man, he did it. What are your thoughts?
1: It's nice to see a guy succeeding out of the UFC, man. Who was, who was at one point in the UFC and, and is finding it in, in a different sport and is trying to build it up. And he's doing it, man. He's 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 winning and he's he's doing it the right way and he's getting all this attention. He's making good
0: money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And uh, he's making good money and he's the guy that is like, it's not even a joke. Like he's built for this, you know. And I, I saw a lot of people shitting on MVP, and I want to go and say, like. Mike Perry is is very, very good if he's dedicated. He was dedicated for this fight. He's been dedicated for his last few fights. Um, and, you know, he just – MVP, he's not bad. Uh, this is not a – bare knuckles is not a, a thing that suits him super well. I don't think he looked bad. I mean, I thought he had some good moments in there. He obviously got a knockdown near the finish. Uh, Mike a couple times. Just Mike Perry's built with, like the Terminator and just kept on walking forward and was not going to be finished. Um, if they want to, re- I know Mike Perry said he wants to rematch. MVP said I'm down for it, but there's a lot other people than me who would have to make that decision, which essentially means Bellator, and you know, God knows their plans for him. I think honestly, I think a, a rematch in Bellator makes a lot of sense under MMA rules. But obviously, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, yeah, man, just solid performance. It was a very fun card, very fun weekend of fights. We had BKFC, UFC, a huge heavyweight championship boxing match, dude. We had PFL on Saturday. Uh, we had, we ran, we ran the gambit, and now this weekend there's a lack of action, no UFC, no PFL, no Bellator. We are getting one championship on Friday, and KSI making its boxing return on Saturday. We love that shit. Let's go. Um, as far as the show goes, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm at Josh Sheminoff on Twitter. He's at Ticket underscore 01 at Sound for all things relating to the show. RogueEnergy.com code SOUNDOFF if you want to support yourself and your immune system. Hope you guys enjoyed. enjoyed. Peace and bud grease. Mouse click.